When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. This has been one of the funkiest all-star weekends I've seen in a while, right? And you guys know that the NBA is known as the league that's always willing to try new things. This is how they've been. They came up with the team captains, all of these different things. But this year, uh, for the All-Star game, they went back to the traditional format of West versus East, which I thought was just fine. Uh, It simplifies things, to be quite honest with you. So I like the return to that. But there was something that took place during the All-Star weekend uh, on Saturday because, you know, Saturday they have the skills challenge, a three-point contest. And uh, what is it? The three-point contest and the slam dunk contest, right? And I didn't watch any of it. Uh, So, but... But there was a guy from the I forgot the name the white the the, the, the white dude's name from the, the Sixers. He pulled off this like double clutch, uh, reverse dunk when he caught the ball and like palmed it in the air, and that was absolutely insane. But anyway, <clears throat> leading up um, into the weekend, there was the hype um, that there was this hype that was surrounding this contest between Stephen Curry and I want to get the um, WNBA player's name correct, Sabrina Ionescu. I hope I pronounced her name properly. If I didn't, I apologize. He plays for the New York uh, Liberty. So essentially what the NBA had in mind was that these two um, athletes were going to have a shootout, three-point shootout. And when the idea initially came up, I didn't, if I'm being honest with you, I didn't pay much attention to it. But as it kind of as the event grew closer, I was just like, okay, um, what is going on here? I was unclear about why they were doing it. Now, some may say the reason that they were doing it was to try to promote uh, the WNBA game. Possibly, I wasn't one hundred percent clear. Anyway, um, at the end of the contest, Stephen Curry came out victorious. So what happened? I went through the internet over the weekend and I came across the story. Uh, centered on a back and forth on TNT between Reggie Miller and Kenny Smith. And apparently what had happened was after Stephen Curry won the competition, Kenny Smith was saying that she should have shot from the WNBA uh, three-point distance. And Reggie Miller was like, no, she can shoot from the NBA player's distance. And he was like, why are you trying to put limitations on her and do all of this stuff? And Kenny Smith was like, no, he was like, it was an unfair, uh, it was an unfair fight. Right. And they were kind of having this back and forth. And Reggie Miller was trying to kind of accuse Kenny Smith of being misogynistic or saying that 
you know, women can't do what men can't do. And I was like, this is, this is getting really, really weird. But before we even get into that, this video is brought to you by our sponsor, Price Picks. Price Picks is really simple. Instead of just selecting a team, you just select two or more players, pick more or less their projected stats, and then you place your entry. For example, this week, I'm selecting two entries, Stephen Curry for more than 25 points, and then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks, and Damian Lillard for more, for more than four three-pointers made. Price Picks is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about Price Picks is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's go to pricepick.com CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match to, of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So what we want to do is want to quickly play the exchange between these two gentlemen. It's only about a minute and a half or so. Uh, and then we're going to come back and give you guys our thoughts. Take a listen to what these gentlemen have to say here. I, I, I think she should have shot from the women's line. She should have shot from the women's line. That would have been a fair contest. I still root for Sabrina. I still root for Sabrina. We all are rooting for Sabrina. No. She should have shot from the three-point line that the women shoot from. Why are you putting those boundaries on her? That's she, not a boundary. She That's what the game is. She wanted to shoot. They have a smaller ball, don't they? She shot the WNBA ball. WNBA ball is smaller. She shot with the WNBA ball. Yeah, but ball. she, she should have shot from the line. In, in, there's in a the women's team. tee in golf and there's a men's tee. For a reason. No. She a shooter shoot. Isn't that what you said? Yeah, but they shoot from where they shoot from. No. Thank you. No, no, no. Sabrina, Good job, team. Sabrina. No, but, but don't let any man put boundaries on you like Kimmy. Uh, but then give him a regular ball there. Don't let give any the man put boundaries on you. Give him a regular ball there. It's not fair. Curry I disagree. Of the nine. And men versus women in the three-point contest, we put the best four NBA players against the best WNBA players. Shooters shoot, and let's see it. Even playing field. There's no 10-foot rim that holds you back, and let's knock it down. Well, according to you, you want her just playing with dolls, right? No, I want her, I want her to shoot from no, where she shoots no. from. She does shoot threes in the game, just not like from there. Caitlin Court, All right, coming up, it's the HT slam dunk. So you heard the exchange. Here are my thoughts. First of all, I think, first of all, I don't like what Reggie Miller was doing. Reggie Miller was trying to pander, I believe, because I don't believe what Reggie Miller was trying to suggest Kenny Smith was doing was what Kenny Smith was implying. Kenny Smith, I believe, was saying, listen, they have a certain distance in which they shoot the ball. And apparently, and I didn't know this, that the size of the ball is different in the WNBA and the NBA, according to them. I was unaware of this, right? So I think that what Kenny Smith was saying was, for it to be a fair fight, I think both players should be in their natural comfort zones so both players have the best chance at winning, right? Reggie Miller, for reasons I don't understand, decided to take it to the level of you're trying to put limitations on women and and what did he say? You would be happy if she was just playing with dolls and all. I'm like, how, how do how do we get to that level? 
Uh, now, obviously, you guys know Reggie Miller has a sister that was very, very prolific uh, at basketball. But nevertheless, I think what Reggie Miller did was unfair because he wasn't looking at the intent of Kenny Smith. I don't believe Kenny Smith was saying they don't belong on the same stage together. He was just saying, let's make it an e a, a, a fair fight. Now, Reggie Miller, I believe, was then saying, I think implying that, oh, um, are you suggesting that they can't do what the, the NBA players do? And I think that he took it into a totally different realm than the conversation needed to even go into. Because what's going to happen is now people all over the internet are upset with Kenny Smith. Because as if he came out there and said something against women when he didn't. And as a matter of fact, he was... So he was he was he was actually uh, um, um, supporting her having the best chance to maximize her abilities to go out there and win the competition. And Reggie Miller was saying no. So then Kenny Smith said, "Okay, then let them shoot with the same ball. Then let's keep everything equal." And then the conversation went off into something else. I think. Listen, I think. Given the state of affairs with the United States, I think a lot of people are looking for things to get worked up about, to get offended about. We're living in this era where everyone is sensitive about every single thing that's being said out there. And I think for Reggie Miller to pour fuel on that fire, I, I don't like that because he was putting Kenny Smith in a compromising position, in my personal view. He made it into something that it wasn't. And there are people like this, right? They just And I, I'm like, I'm like, why are you doing this? Why are you taking it into a totally different realm? The guy didn't have any ill intentions, at least. I don't believe so. So to be then trying to suggest that he's trying to hold women down, like, bro, like, like, cut it out. Like, 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 can we stop? Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. I'm just so annoyed. As you guys know, the NBA put on that madness yesterday, which was called the All-Star Game, which was an absolute joke, right? An absolute joke, total waste of time. All I saw was the first quarter, and after I saw that they attempted 47 threes in the first quarter to combine between the two teams, I'm turning this off. This is not basketball. There's no competitive fervor. These dudes don't care. And if they don't care, I don't care. I'm not interested in watching 100 million threes. And layups, I'm just not interested. And dare I say, last this year's game was worse than last year's game. And last year's game was the worst ever. I'm one of the proponents, and I raise my hand. I'm one of the proponents. See me over here. I raise my hand. I'm one of the people that's been calling this era the cupcake era. Me. I don't agree with Gilbert Arenas and half of these do. Oh, this is the most skilled, the skill, the skill. What about the heart? What about the competitiveness? What about the defense? What about that? I thought these dudes were supposed to be competitive. Why are we not seeing this? Last time I heard somebody give a definition of the All-Star game, which was Kobe Bryant, he said it's, the, it's supposed to be the greatest pickup game in the world. Was that the greatest pickup game you've seen in the world? Well, no, let's figure it out. Some people are saying, oh, well, you know, players, they don't want to get injured in these All-Star games because so you don't wanna, they don't want to go hard. Our it's one of two things. It's either people are stupid that say that or they think that the people that they're talking to are stupid. So you're telling me that if you go hard in an all-star game, which occurs one time a year, you may risk getting injured. So what are you doing for all the other 82 games? Hmm? You're not playing hard then? Isn't there a greater probability to get injured in 82 games versus one? So if you played hard in this one game, 
Would it make a difference? Well, no, it wouldn't. But these guys think we're stupid or either they're stupid. Nevertheless, these are the arguments that are being thrown back and forth across the table every single day. So what happened? That disaster took place last night. And at the end of it, they were talking to LeBron James, who's still the face of the NBA. They were asking, asking him about his career moves and what he plans to retire and all of that, which I'll not be getting into today. But then they got into the question. The, the, the reporter asked him a direct question. LeBron, what are we going to do about this All-Star game? He said, is this what the players want? And is this what the fans want? And LeBron James finally came to the admission publicly where he admitted that this is the softest cupcake era in the history of basketball. But before we even get into his comments, this video is brought to you by our sponsor, Price Picks. Price Picks is really simple. Instead of just selecting a team, you just select two or more players, pick more or less their projected stats, and then you place your entry. For example, this week, I'm selecting two entries. Stephen Curry for more than 25 points, and then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks, and Damian Lillard for more for more than four three-pointers made. PrizePix is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about Price Picks is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's go to pricepick.com slash CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match to, of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So what I want to do is I want to play exactly what LeBron James had to say, and I'm going to come back and give you guys our thoughts. Take a listen to what LeBron James had to say here about the cupcake era. Tim, standing on the right. LeBron, 211 to 186 is uh, things we've never seen in an all-star game. You know that Adam and others from the league have talked about making yeah. it more competitive. Is this what players want, though? Is this, you think, what fans want, too? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's something we need to figure out. Um, you know, I don't know where's the median because this is what – this is what a lot of the games are starting to look like now, too. You know, we wanted to, you know, um, get more, you know, more pace into the games. We want to get more shots. We wanted the game to be more free-flowing. Um, we stopped letting the game be, um, you know, freedom of movement, a lot of freedom of movement now, and that's what a lot of our games is in the regular season now. They let us tighten up in the postseason. Um, so it's a, it's a deeper dive into a conversation of how we can, um, sure up this game, um, obviously from a player's perspective, you know, it's fun to get up and down, but at the end of the day, our competitive nature don't like just being able to just have free-flowing scoring like that. So, um, but the, I think the, the good thing that came out of tonight is none of the players um, were injured and everybody came out unscathed or, you know, how they were before the game started. So, um, but so it's a deeper conversation. So you heard what LeBron had to say about the cupcake era. LeBron said there needs to be a discussion that needs to be had. We just produced a very uh, uh, a video on recently. I don't know if you saw it. I'm going to give you guys a quick piece of information. In 2003, the All-Star Game brought in 10.8 million views. In 2023, it brought in 4.6. Yeah, I think you guys need to have a discussion. I think you guys need to have a very serious discussion. That's number one. Uh, I, I saw this on, um, what was it, Too Raw for TV or Too Raw for Media, one of his pages. I was listening to him. Go check him out. Uh, Tour off. I think it was Tour off for sports. Tour off for sports. Uh, th just this morning, 
just this morning, and he had a video where he was reacting to the comments of Jalen Brown, who said, um, apparently the 65-game minimum is too much. Jalen Brown, that just I think, basically just signed a $300 million contract. I'm going to say what most of these jokers are not going to say. There's something unethical about all, about all of this. From a business standpoint, there is something unethical about all of this. And I'm speaking directly to the relationship between the consumer and the product. What is the product? The NBA, right? Who are the consumers? The consumers are the people that watch, that go to the game, patronize the product by going there, sitting down in those arenas, paying for parking, paying for tickets, paying for food, paying for gas, all of those things. Those are the customers. Now, the NBA is a league that does what? They market their stars. Are we? Am I, am I understanding this correct? Because this seems to be pretty rudimentary to me. They market their stars, which means what? If you market your stars, fans are excited to see who? But they're certainly not excited to see the bench warmers. They're excited to see the stars. So when they show up to these arenas, they expect to see the stars. All too often in the past, they don't see the stars. But you caught their money. So I pay you for something you never gave me. I'm going to repeat it once more. I pay you for something you never gave me. Is that ethical? Is it ethical? Is a question I'm at. Of course it's not ethical unless you're a crook. It is unethical. But then, <clears throat> the, the stars are now saying, listen, some nights we may or may not show up. I'm sorry. We got to work on our bodies and do and rest ourselves. But then they're now saying the following. I want you to pay me a contract that takes into account 82 games, but I don't want to be required to play all 82 games. As a matter of fact, I don't even want to be required to play 75% of the 82 games. I'll probably want to be required to play 60%. So you want 100% of money but you only want to earn 60% of it what does that make you a crook I'm sorry if I pay a guy if I go out there and I'm trying to build a hotel and I get an architect I say give me the plan for this hotel he says what do you need I want to build a five star hotel 100 bedrooms Give me the floor plans. Give me the pool. Give me all of those things. How much do you want? I want $150,000. No problem. I'll pay you the money. The architect shows up and has half of the plan there. But I paid him. And he sees nothing wrong with the fact that he, that he hasn't fulfilled his obligation to me. And I'm supposed to be cool with it? Help me figure it out. I'm supposed to be cool with it? Or if you walk in McDonald's, you order a Big Mac and fries and nuggets and you get to the window and they're like, okay, you pay. And then they go, okay, oh, sorry. We got the Big Mac. We got the fries. We ain't got nuggets. Come back next time. How are you supposed to feel about that? You're going to get out of your car, go inside and do what? Request for a refund. Because this is unethical. I don't understand these group of dudes. I don't. These are like the most coddled, softest dudes in the world. 
You're getting paid mega millions of dollars to play a sport. And all fans are asking you to do is live up to your side of the bargain, which is play. And you can't even do that. They don't even want to compete in All-Star Weekend no more. They don't even want to do it. If anybody following this particular product, which is the NBA, speaking from a standpoint of a fan and someone that patronizes the product, quite literally, this is this is terrible. It is just terrible. Speaking from the perspective of the paying customer. And if you are in business and you're not listening to your customers, very soon you're going to be out of business. Very, very soon. Why they continuously spit in the face of their customers is beyond my level of comprehension. Totally beyond it. Totally. I don't understand it. And they just do it however the hell they want to do it. LeBron said we got to have a talk. Yeah, I think you guys need to have a talk. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Uh, this morning, uh, funny enough, I was talking to Mark. We usually have Marco, the co-founder, Dreamers Pro. We usually have like a morning meeting every day. They just kind of take inventory of what happened the day before, talk about possible topics we can discuss today, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and this morning we were talking about Shannon Sharp, right? As you guys know, Shannon Sharp uh, at the beginning of the year owned the first four weeks of this year. The single interview, I believe, has 60 million views. I believe the entire interview has well over 100 million views in aggregate. Then after that, he has the Monique interview, which I believe has at least 10 plus million views, maybe 12, 13, 14. I don't know. Uh, but with that Cat Williams interview, it brought a lot of a shrapnel towards Shannon Sharp. Why? Because it was a controversial sit down. Why? Cat Williams came on there um, and he was basically calling out various comedians and entertainers that he has had issues with in the past. And Shannon Sharp gave him the platform uh, to do so. Um, and with that, some people were critical of Shannon by saying, listen, bro, you kind of let this guy run amok on your show. He just said whatever the hell he wanted to say. And Shannon was like, listen, number one, my my policy is when a guest comes on my show, I'll, I allow them to talk. And number two, I'm taking a lot of what they say. You know, I'm, I'm believing what they're saying. I'm not, I'm not coming into these shows with the assumption that these guys are lying. Right. So you had that. And after that interview, given the fact that he called out so many people that brought up you know, Steve Harvey, Kevin Hart, all of these guys, right? So then what happens? That interview blows up, goes beyond viral. Then <clears throat> Shannon and his team um, figured out something that worked, which is, listen, we've been doing these interviews for over a year now, but this particular format that we just did of getting a comedian that has issues with other comedians to come on the show uh, and express their grievances works so what did he do he went out there and got another comedian in monique who has issues with steve harvey kevin hart you name them so monique uh dl hughley all of these people so monique comes on there um and she starts going at different people i think she went at tyler perry she went at a lot of people right 
Shannon Sharp let that go down. And then what happened after that was comedians started to go with Shannon Sharp, Mike Epps and all of these people. And like, hola, 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 hola. What's going on here? Like your platform, they started to call it uh, Club Club Messi. Messi, some people were saying it, right? And then what happened was Shannon Sharp now started getting into this back and forth with Mike Epps, which got pretty heated. And then they had to kind of um, um, tone it down and, and, and squash the beef. And then Mace made some comments and then Shannon Sharp started going in Mace. And then just this morning, I opened up my IG and usually I follow Shannon. So usually sometimes they do behind the scenes of some of his shows before it comes out. And in the clip, they showed the show being recorded. And you can see Shannon Sharp saying, you know, why do y'all got to use my name to get clicks and views? And y'all can be, y'all, why do you have to use my name to, to, to not to get clicks and views too? To 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 uh to make your show funny. He was responding to some of the comedians. Why you gotta use my name? And when I saw that, it made me think to myself because another person that went at him less than 24 hours ago was DL Hughley, who recently said he's not gonna go on Shannon Sharp's show, and Eddie Griffin, who's another comedian that went at Shannon Sharp. And as I was thinking about all of that, and I saw Shannon's reaction this morning. You know, it made me begin to realize that there's there's something in this. There's a major mistake that Shannon, I believe, is making that no one is really focusing on. I think a lot of us are more focused on the back and forth, you know, the 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 drama and everything. And it sells, right? It sells and is going to generate a lot of clicks, a lot of views. But I think that what we need to focus on, and by the way, I think it's important that I say this, for the past year and a half, I've been saying that I believe that Shannon Sharp is going to be uh, the biggest thing in sports media. I've been saying that for two years, year and a half. You can go back and look at the videos. I don't need to lie about a damn thing. That's number one. Number two, I said I think Shannon Sharp is charismatic, funny, all of those things. The only thing I disagree with him from now until the end of time is his, is his crazy LeBron James takes. But I said he's going to be bigger than ever before, and I said that he's going to make more money in this second part of his career than he ever did in the first half. That's what I said. And this thing is beginning to come to fruition. I'm not taking, I'm not taking a credit for his success. What I'm saying is that I knew this was coming. However, I think the, mis- the mistake Shannon is making is this. And it's easy to say the mistake because I'm not in his position. But we as people can learn from the mistakes of others and from ourselves, right? We can learn from the mistakes that we make, but we can also learn from other people's mistakes if you're smart. Looking at Shannon Sharp's situation, I think the mistake that Shannon Sharp is making is that he's losing sight of the content. He's losing losing sight of the bi- sight of the business. Shannon is now gone from having the biggest interview ever on YouTube to now being synonymous with beefs and beefing with comedians and all of that stuff. That's where this thing is headed to. And what I think is doing is a few things. Number one is diluting his product, right? It's diluting his product. And number two, it is pigeonholing him. Because then what's going to happen is if this continues, Shannon Sharp is going to be known as the dude that's beefing with other comedians and other entertainers who have, uh, 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 um, what is it? Um, who, 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 what's the, I can, I can, who are diametrically opposed to some of his views and some of the actions that he takes on his show. And the problem with that is you ain't going to be able to please everyone. Number one, number two, with more success, comes more drama and varying opinions. Not everyone is going to love what you're doing. But I do think that some of the comedians that have been saying, listen, 
You have figured out a formula in which you get one angry comedian, you bring up, and then you put him or her on your show, and you get that person to go with the other person, and it creates friction. And some of these comedians are beginning to call him out because these are really only comedians. And that's number one. I think number two, Shannon is becoming a little bit too defensive. Shannon is ready to fight with everybody. And I don't believe that this helps him. I don't believe that this serves him. I've seen situations where various people in media have beefed with each other and it never really ends well. It never, ever, ever, and nothing positive. What usually happens is you create a hot moment and everybody's tuning in to hear what's happening. But then what happens? Like with everything, people move on. They move on. They move on. Number one. Number two. During those moments of anger, most likely what's going to happen is you're going to say something that you're ultimately ultimately going to regret or say something that's going to get you in trouble, right? I've had a situation where I put myself in a situation where I lost my temper and all of that because I was baited into something. So I'm not saying this from a sanctimonious, self-righteous position, but I think that Shannon needs to be careful. I think Shannon should just try his best to avoid all of these people, but also understand that, listen... This is an observation that your audience has made. People are making that. Listen, they think that your show is now becoming about beef, stirring up drama between comedians. So you need to sit back and kind of self-reflect and say, well, is there some truth to this? And stop dismissing it as, oh, these people are jealous of me. Because the fact of the matter is the vast majority of these people are successful. Mace is not jealous of Shannon Sharp. Steve Harvey's not jealous of Shannon Sharp. D.L. Hughley's not uh, jealous of, uh, uh, what is it, a Shannon Sharp, right? I, 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 I don't believe these things. And now some comedians like D.L. Hughley is saying that he would never come on Shannon Sharp's show. Some people are saying, but you went on Vlad, he went on this. Yeah, I get that. But D.L. Hughley knows that if he now goes on Shannon Sharp's show, it's going to be about some beef and some drama that he has with some other comedians. He knows that. And I don't think Shannon wants to get to a place where people start saying, you know what, we're going to avoid this show because it's all about drama. I don't think that's where Shannon Sharp, I don't think that, that what, that's what he envisioned for himself when he started Club, Sh uh, Club Shay Shay. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Um... As you guys know, this is All-Star Weekend, and before before uh, the weekend started, we actually put up a number of polls that I want to get to, right? Because I wanted to kind of gauge the sentiment of some NBA fans going into All-Star Weekend because I wasn't really feeling much excitement, so I wanted to see what some people had, uh, what some people were feeling. <clears throat> so two days ago, I put up a poll just before the weekend started. I said. Are you excited about All-Star Weekend as an NBA fan? Of the 15,000 voters, 85% said no, they're not. I asked the next question, are you are you going to watch the All-Star three-point contest? Of the 10,000 voters, 61% uh, said no. I, I then asked the, the next question, are you going to watch the slam dunk contest? 74% of the people said no. And the final question I asked was, are you planning to watch the All-Star game in general? We put, conducted that poll two days ago. Out of the 20,000 people, which I think is a very good sample size, 20,000 people voted, 75% of them said no. So basically seven, seven, to, seven or eight people, seven, out of, seven to eight out of every 10 people are saying no, they're not going to watch. And I was like, wow. 
That is incredible. Now, I had no interest in watching. I didn't watch any of Saturday's festivities, but I did watch some of the All-Star game itself um, because I have to watch it. Like, I got to have an idea what happened, some idea, uh, given the fact that we talk about the NBA. But after the first quarter, I was already fed up, and I didn't make it past the first quarter. As a matter of fact, 12 hours ago, I posted on the channel. I said the following. I said they are overdoing it with these threes. 42 three-point attempts between both teams in the first quarter is absolutely ridiculous. So what happened? I turn off the game. I wake up in the morning just to see the score, and I could not believe what I saw, that the East ended up winning, get this, 200, 211 to 186 with 197 three-point attempts combined. That is, that is a, that is a horrendous number. That is, that shows you that we got a serious problem with the all-star game. So what happened? I'm going through that. I put up those posts. People are reacting to it. Then one of our viewers sends me a message on Instagram with the, with the, with the, with the, what is it? With a, with a post from the, from the, from the page, the boardroom that actually has some startling information that I absolutely uh, could not believe. But before we even get into that, this video is brought to you, brought to you by our sponsor, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is really simple. Instead of just selecting a team, you just select two or more players, pick more or less their projected stats, and then you place your entry. For example, this week, I'm selecting two entries. Stephen Curry for more than 25 points, and then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks, and Damian Lillard for more for more than four three-pointers made. PrizePix is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about PrizePix is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, PrizePix discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepix.com CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's go to pricepix.com CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match to, of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So let me get into this stat here. <clears throat> and we want to put it up for you. It says, MJ's last All-Star game of his career is still the most watched All-Star game in the last 20 years. Michael Jordan played his last All-Star game in 2003. If you look at the graphic carefully, you'll see it's the bar graph. You'll see that in the year 2003, 10.8 million people tuned into that game. In 2023, 4.6 million tuned in. So the NBA lost half of his audience half half of his audience now some people may have looked at that graph and want to put it up again and you may see a number in 2011 which says 9.1 you're like why 9.1 million what happened specifically in 2011 well that was a year after uh, Kobe Bryant had won his fifth championship that game was also in LA um Kobe Bryant won the All-Star Game MVP that year. And, of course, you had the Blake Griffin hype. So, according to this data, Kobe and Jordan were the ones that were able to move the needles in these All-Star Games. And since 2011, 
it's been a decline for the most part. And in 2023, 4.6 million people tuned in. 4.6. This era is the worst, the worst of the worst. What does this say? Every day, I got to sit up here and listen to all of these pundits go out there, twerk it up all over uh, all over our television screens, twerk it, all o- twerk it up all over YouTube, busting it down, talking about this is the greatest ever of basketball, this is the greatest ever of basketball I done ever seen. I mean, we ain't never seen nothing like this. The way the stars can move the needle. I mean, God damn. Look at the way that they can move the needle. Pop, 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 pop. Really? We just sat down. And listen to a back and forth with Shannon Sharp and Patrick uh, uh, and uh, and um, 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 Pat McAfee and all of these guys talk about, oh, LeBron is the biggest draw in, in basketball. Where are these people? Where are these people? Let me look on Instagram and see how many followers does LeBron James have on Instagram? LeBron James. LeBron James has 159 million followers on Instagram. He must have at least 100 million on on. Um, what is it on uh, Twitter, X, whatever the hell you want to call it, and various other platforms. Why isn't this translating into viewership? The reason this isn't translating into viewership is because I personally believe that these numbers you're seeing are superficial numbers. These 150 bad million don't mean a day. It's not translating to actual people tuning in and watching. It's not. The fact of the matter is the following. The NBA has yet to find a star like an MJ, like a Kobe, that can actually move the needle. They have yet to find it, number one. Number two, this current style of basketball that is being promoted, advocated for, in the NBA is not enjoyable for fans to watch. Forget about what the J.J. Reddicks and all of these people on the internet twerking it up all over the place. A few people, oh, this is the... People are not watching. It's not just a sentiment. Look at the numbers. The audience in 20 years has shrank by 50%. So there's no way you're going to tell me things are greater than ever. Whenever you hear Commissioner Adam Silver say, oh, we're up, we're experiencing a new high, they're talking about a high from a previous low. So it's like the low was like 2.5 million. Then it goes to 2.6. And you're like, oh, we saw a growth. No, but it's still low. That's what these dudes are doing. I didn't even bother watching. 197 threes, that is an average of 100 three-point attempts per team. Really? That is about 25 three-pointers attempted per quarter. This is truly the cupcake era. And the NBA needs to find some real dudes that are willing to play and draw people in. Because this ain't it. This, this ain't it. These dudes ain't it. MJ and Kobe are the only ones that seem to be able to move the needle. And the data shows it. It shows it. Forget about Nick Wright and Shannon Sharp and all of these dudes twerking it up all over the television screen. Those dudes were actually popular and actually icons. Forget about what these boys are telling you. They can tell you this. They can tell you that. They can't, they can't prove nothing. 4.6 million? 4.6? With the advent of social media and all. And that's the best we can do? 
I'm out. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.